Good morning, and welcome to Jew in the City Speaks with your host, Allison Josephs, also known as Jew in the City. On this program, we like to profile Orthodox Jews who do out-of-the-box things. We like to talk about difficult mitzvot and halachos that we have to figure out how can we understand them or make them meaningful or relevant in the 21st century. Um, and we like to show Orthodox Jews doing chesed. Um, and it is on this note that uh, brings me to our guest today. Um, we are blessed to send our kids to wonderful Jewish schools. We are blessed to live in a beautiful Orthodox community. Um, you know, as we've moved into our Project Malcolm work over the last few years, it's this very fine dance that we're doing between highlighting the positive and also being aware of the negative and remembering all that's wonderful and also remembering not to forget the things that need to be fixed. Um, but today we're going to just do a really positive show. Um, my daughter goes to um, a high school, um, and in her high school they um, offer a program with NCSY to do a mission to New Orleans. Um, now, there's I'm a little bit of a, I don't want to say distracted mother, but there's always just different forms coming my way and different things happening and all these different schedules and doctor's appointments and my daughter a few months ago mentioned that there's a trip happening, build houses in New Orleans. And generally, I'm like, all right, that sounds good. Why not? We'll just sign you up. Um, but she did um, do this recently, and she had a really incredible experience. And after hearing about it after the fact, um, it sounded like a really wonderful thing um, in partnership. Uh, her school is doing it with NCSY, uh, which I knew more as an outreach organization back when I was in high school. But it seems like NCSY has branched in now to Yeshiva High Schools to do these missions. Um, and we have with us uh, the director of uh, is this New Jersey region, Rabbi Katz? Uh, yes, it is. Correct. Okay. Well, thank you, uh, Rabbi Katz, for joining us today. Um, I guess uh, I guess I've been out of NCSY for a few years now, so I guess there there is a new regional director from when I was a child. Um, so if you could tell us a little bit about, um, I guess it's the NCSY school social action trips. When did this come about? Why did this come about? When did NCSY decide to kind of branch to um, to Yeshiva day schools to to work on kind of a tikkun olam, save the world type of thing? Okay, so first of all, I want to thank you for saying this is going to be a positive conversation and not a negative conversation. That definitely sets the right tone uh, because we're all about the positive. Uh, so we started doing Chesed missions uh, about 13 years ago, shortly after Hurricane uh, Katrina. And we're looking for things that uh, speak more to the Jewish teens of today, things that excite them more, things that are, are more inspiring for them. And you know, mm -hmm. we, we tell the teens is we say something three times a day, 365 days a year, a thousand times a, a, a year, we say in one verse, that the Ken Olam B'Malchut Shakai. There's four words to it, not two words. One mm -hmm. of the most misused terms is Tikkun Olam, Tikkun Olam. So the next two words, the most meaningful, of to make the world a better place, to repair the world in the name of the kingdom of God. So we mm -hmm. talk a lot about what it means to go out and help people in need, but in the name of the Jewish people. We mm -hmm. view this as, as, as ambassadors of the Jewish people, as ambassadors of the state of Israel, the, the number one responder. And we created now these chesed missions that we're up to number 90, we've done 90 of them. These wow. chesed missions are in, in memory of uh, Fred and Rose Distenfeld. Uh, Fred and Rose Distenfeld, the people who, Bale Chesed, Bale Staka, who really believed in, uh, in making the world a better place, changing people and inspiring Jewish youth. 
So what we do basically is we go out. We go out. We do Habitat for Humanity. We partner with many, many organizations. Uh, we just came back uh, from Puerto Rico with TABC and Fail on High. The week before was with your daughter from Mayanot and many public schools. The week before that was uh, with Burry High School. It's three weeks in a row now we're doing class admissions. And the goal is a few things. The goal, the goal is a few aspects to it. We go out and we make a significant difference. This is not, let's take a picture of the hammer and post it on social media. This is, let's make a real difference in a home from the time we start to the time we finish. Let's make a real difference in a community. Let's spend Shabbat in a community that um, doesn't have so many people there, doesn't have a vibrant youth department. And also, let's give our kids the opportunity to give Dvatarahs in shul, to give Dvatarahs in front of 50, 60 people, as we did this past Shabbos. So it gives a lot of leadership opportunities. Uh, the other aspect is, as I always tell the teens, we go out to help the Jewish people. What does that mean? We are becoming better people because of it. The teens who we take with us are becoming better because of the chesed that we're doing. And we talk to teens a lot about what chesed means, what does it mean to volunteer, trying to create a system of volunteerism, that everything in our community, and we live in a great community, but everything is based on volunteers. The Eruv, the Mikvah, the Tom Shabbos, the Biko Cholim, the school board, the school board, this committee, that committee, it's all based upon volunteers. And we want to instill in our teenagers at an early stage that aspect of the importance of, of volunteerism. So these kids mm-hmm. actually go out and they do a tremendous amount of work. We're partners with Habitat for Humanity, with Nahama Jewish Response Disaster, uh, with SDP, with IOCC. We're partners with many, many uh, international chesed organizations. And in mm-hmm. fact, over the past couple of years, uh, we've become the go-to for a lot of disaster relief organizations. We mm-hmm. get phone calls this past year after Hurricane Florence and Hurricane Michael saying, when are you guys coming out? And mm-hmm. for me, that was the proof that we're actually making a real difference. When international relief organizations are calling up New Jersey NCSY and saying, when are you coming out? We need yeah. your help. We take the teens and we take the best of the best, which is our, chi- our teens, and we really go out and do a tikkun olam. And what your daughter experienced is something else also. Um, and I'll, I'll finish with this and let you ask the next question. Uh, it was together with public school girls. And what's amazing is the public school girls said at the end, when we got on the bus and saw all of you, we thought you were Amish. <laughs> we thought you were Amish. And over a period of four days, that changed to we're sisters. Mm-hmm. And they became close friends. And the group chat continues. Between, I think they call it now the Amish sisters uh, as a joke. But the difference between the, the yeshiva kids and the public school kids seems so far apart until they actually spent four or five days working together, sharing the same room, sharing the same experience, and, and growing together. It breaks down, it breaks down the, 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 the walls between the day school kids and the public school kids. And that's one of the biggest things that, that we're accomplishing right now. Mm-hmm. I love that. I remember that feeling. I remember my first NCSY event, Spring Regional. That was the Shabbos of my senior prom. I also saw 300 skirts and yarmulkes at this camp in upstate New York. And I was like, we are not in Kansas anymore, Toto. Where where have I gone? But then I went and I never came back. Um, 
So, um, so what about, um, I think that sometimes people who complain about the Orthodox community say that we only care about our own, that we only care about ourselves. So on one hand, we do have a, an idea of tzedakah is supposed to be prioritized, sort of, you know, closest to home first. Um, so what would you say, um, I guess, how do we, do we need to justify not always doing closest to home? Like kind of how would you frame that if that question came in? Don't you have to put your resources on your money closest to home? Does it make sense to, um, I mean, I think it does, but for the person that might argue that, what, what's the answer? So it's a great question. It comes up all, all the time. And in fact, it's one of our training things that we do with the teens. And you can ask your daughter, we say, um, when you get on the plane, the flight attendant is going to come by and say, um, would you like Coke, would you like orange juice, tomato juice, and what are you guys, some kind of a church group? Like, uh, you, know, you see a bunch of uh, either boys with yarmulkes or girls with skirts. And every single mission, they ask, like, what brings you all down to New Orleans? Like, why are you guys going to Puerto Rico? Why are you going to Houston? And we ask the kids to answer that question. Uh, we, we teach them about the elevator pitch. You know, before she asks the, the next person what drink they want, you have like 30 seconds to, to explain why it is that, that, that we're doing it. Mm-hmm. I always end off with a story that I was asked this question about 10 years ago from a uh, Jewish news reporter as well, who said exactly that. What's in it for you? Like, why are you guys doing this? What's your stick? Mm-hmm. There must be some kind of game plan. So they can't mm-hmm. be just nice people. <laughs> the answer I gave then, you know, it, it was a terrible question, <laughs> but the answer I gave then was I do not want to compare the things in the slightest. And so I would never want to offend anybody or compare this in the slightest. Mm-hmm. Not so many years ago, we begged and pleaded for the world to help us. Mm-hmm. And the world did not come and help us. Mm-hmm. When we talk about tikkun olam, we really do a real tikkun. The state of Israel is the number one responder to natural disasters worldwide, be a friend or foe. And we as ambassadors of the state of Israel, ambassadors, ambassadors of the Jewish people, we talk mm-hmm. what it really means to be an oil of goyim, a light unto other nations. Mm-hmm. We go out and help other human beings because they're also God's children. Right. When the hurricane hit in Houston, yes, our first priority was the Jewish community. Yes, it was. But when the hurricane hit in a place where there's no Jews, mm-hmm. we don't say, it's not our problem, we're going to abandon it, we're not going to get involved. It's just mm-hmm. goyim. We don't care. We don't say mm-hmm. that. We go out, and because we're Jews, because mm-hmm. we're Jews, we go out and help them. The same way the state of Israel does. Love it. Um, and what kind of a response do the flight attendants give? What kind of a response do the people? And I know that you said at the beginning that people are asking for you to come back again, but um, I guess from flight attendants to the people whose lives you're changing, what types of feedback are you getting? Yes. Last night, last night, I don't want to go 10 years old, I want to go last night in Puerto Rico. Um, we were bowling, and that question came up. And the manager of the bowling alley said, there's no charge for the 22 of you to be here. It's all on me. Thank you so much for your service. Wow. So nice. That's the response. People mm-hmm. look at us as God's chosen people, and they're mm-hmm. in awe. Mm-hmm. People are in awe that a bunch of spoiled rich teens from Teaneck, New Jersey, are going out and working in sometimes terrible conditions to help other human beings, because we, we are God's chosen people. People praise the day. When we came to Puerto Rico the first time, 
they, had, they, 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 they the priest would bless the day and thank Jesus for sending God's chosen people to go and mm. help them. Mm. I, I can't make yeah. this stuff up. You know? Wow. Um, and has, I mean, people might not be this rude, but I'll ask it anyway. Did had anyone ever said, "Hey, I didn't like Jews, but now that I see you're doing this, you people aren't so bad"? So we haven't had that experience. Uh, we ha- we have had experience. You know, you, you don't know me, but I don't have any hair. We have had the experience of people looking at me very closely, saying, "I never met a Jew before in my life," and they're looking for my horns, and they always come back with a bad, you know, dad joke. Uh, well, you know, I'm bald, so you really can't. I have no place to hide my horn. Right. Uh, so we, we have had that experience a number of times. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have never had a uh, negative experience where someone said, like, I hated Jews up until now, or something like that. Mm-hmm. I guess people don't really admit it. <laughs> right. Um, and what about, what does it do to the kids? What type of feedback? Um, you said that the, sort of in terms of religiously, the public school kids, you know, went from, Amish to sisters, or seeing the kids, the girls as Amish to sisters. But what about because I, you know, I think I do worry. We went uh, to Panama. Um, we took our family there a year plus ago, and things are very inexpensive there. So my kids were living it up. And at one point, my son complained that he couldn't swim in the private infinity pool because it was too small for him. And I was like, Oh my God, you are a brat. I'm raising a brat. So then we took time to take them to the other side of the island where people were really living in squalor and we said to them this is how most of the world lives your your little bubble of reality is not reality for most people um and you know i am regularly reminding my kids that we've been given so much blessing um hashem expects us now to pass it on to others but we can't just have this and leave it to ourselves so what type of responses are you seeing from the kids that you bring out to these places so first of all, um, we spend a lot of time in informal education on the Chesed mission. Uh, one question that we quite often ask the kids is, do you know anybody who could not afford food? Mm-hmm. And the response always is, of course not. We don't know anybody like that. The follow-up question is, have you ever volunteered for Tom Shabbos? And where do you think that food goes to? And, and we talk about the fact that in our communities, which are great communities, we do such a great job and keep protecting people's privacy and respecting their privacy, that there are people here who cannot afford food, but we as a community make sure that they always have food and make sure that nobody really knows who they are. And it's an amazing awakening moment for the kids of, yes, poverty does exist, and Mm -hmm. as a community we take care of it. But we Mm -hmm. also expose them, whether it be New Orleans, Puerto Rico, Houston, or other places, to what real poverty looks like. Mm -hmm. And these kids come back with, A, feeling a tremendous amount of gratitude to their families for the Jewish education, for the homes that we live in, for the, for the environment that, that we live in. They come back with a tremendous amount of appreciation. Uh, they also come back, hopefully, if we, do, if we do our job right, with a understanding of we need to get more involved. We can't just sit idly by and watch the world. That due to the spectator sport, you have to be active in it. Uh, the kids get, the kids get, hopefully get much more active in, uh, in the schools, it turns out that I would say most schools that we work with, uh, the GO president and, and people involved in student government in the school are products of our Chesed mission because mm-hmm. we realize that you have to get involved. Mm-hmm. Um, we also try to do a balance. You know, we, we, go to, we, we go to these places. You know, as your daughter can explain, we stayed in a sleep-in. It was clean. 
It was nice. I met our needs. You don't go to a chesed mission and stay in Hilton. Right. It doesn't, that's not the purpose. You know, right. yes, we feed the kids. We know who we're taking. We've got to feed them well. So dinner, right. you know, we, we do our best. And lunch is sandwiches from, from Walmart. You know, there's a balance of how to balance chesed as opposed to, you know, sitting in a five-star hotel with a steak and talking about the poor people, you know. No, she had, uh, I'm saying she enjoyed it in terms of the, uh, really on every level, uh, socially, in terms of being a meaningful experience. Um, and it was also a fun thing to do. And she didn't feel like she was um, suffering or being tortured along the way. But um, it was also, uh, you know, fun in that way as well. Um, and actually, um, this is a perfect segue. Uh, we're going to be having her uh, join the show, my eldest daughter, Meira. Um, to talk about her experiences firsthand as a participant on one of these uh, MCS1 missions. Um, Rabbi Katz, thank you so much for your time, and we can uh, wish you continued hatzlacha, um, reaching more kids from every community, um, and giving the kids from uh, you know the, the from world an understanding of um, helping all of God's children, um, and I think really also having uh, a lot of... Um, having gratefulness for, for all that we have and making sure that um, we give to those who are less fortunate. Fantastic. And, uh, you know, we, 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 I, I would say we hope to have many more missions in memory of Fred and Rose and Uh Of course, we also hope that there won't be any more hurricanes or disasters and there won't be any, any need for it. But, but, but assuming that there will be, we'll continue our Chesed missions for years to come and we're looking to expand them, actually. So, um, you know, looking forward to, to great things in the future. Wonderful. Um, and joining us now is my daughter, Meira. Good morning, Meira, and welcome to Jew in the City Speaks. Thank you. Haven't been on in a while. Or also known as your mother speaks, and is your room clean? I'm just joking. Uh, mine isn't either. Um, so it's funny because one time um, my husband uh, wrote an article for Jew in the City, and then someone saw it and said, whoa, how did you get to publish for Jew in the City? And he was like, I married her. So... There's a little nepotism going on here, but um, it was really because of your trip that um, I even knew about this, and this was going on. So, um, so uh -huh. like, talk to us a little bit about when did you hear about this? What made you interested to go? Um, so, MTSY runs these programs every year, a bunch of different schools. The week before we went, Brewery, like, a, a different um, school around here went, again, um, the week after, um, and this, the one I went on is for um, 10th, 11th graders. There was also an option to go on a different one last year, and I decided to wait to go on this one, um, both because New Orleans is just such a cool place to have a chance to visit, um, and because the said that I heard that we were going to be doing while we were there sounded really amazing. Um, and it just sounded like green experience, and you agreed to send me, so thank you. So, um, so let's talk about, we've obviously talked about chesed, prioritized chesed, um, I hope, in your uh, Jewish education, both in uh -huh. terms of what you've seen at home and the stuff you learned at school, but this was different because this time it was reaching out to the non-Jewish community, so was that a particular draw? And do you think that that's missing in sort of programming that's going on in general? Do you think that, as in, you know, the from world, we should be looking sort of in smaller ways or more regularly mm -hmm. to reach out, you know, outside of our community? Um, yeah. So actually, this was 
not my first time this year, um, like volunteering, not specifically to help Jews. But we had a chassid at our school um, who went to like the food bank around here, and we volunteered for them. And it was just a really amazing experience because when you volunteer for a Jewish group, for a Jewish um, organization, it's people who are really, really passionate about helping. But it's it's that, and it's a passionate to do kind of what um, what Hashem like has put us here to do, um, specifically for our community. But then when you when we visited the food bank, it was like just all of these people that just they could be doing anything else, and I mean they were all they all seemed very religious, but like it was just like the most positive like we need to help as much as we can. We're so happy you got to come here and help, too. Thank you. Um, and it was really amazing. And also the really cool thing about helping um, out at a non-Jewish organization is that both while you're helping the people who that organization impacts, you're also um, you're also just making a really great Kiddush Hashan while you're there for the people you're interacting with. And, like, you can, you can really tell both at the Soon Bank and while we were in Louisiana, like, especially in Louisiana, like, we were the first Jews these people I'd ever met because, like, there's a very small Jewish community there. And just being willing to help and jumping on the opportunity, and, like, you could tell that it was, you could tell that it was affecting kind of how they thought, and it was, it was a really great experience for that reason, too. Were there any moments, um, not to put you on the spot, because I actually hate when people ask me this, so you can <laughs> say nothing in particular, but were there any um, specific like anecdote that you can remember um, during any point along your trip that when you interacted with someone uh, from the community there? Um, I don't really know. Not that I can think of offhand. It was just more of like a general, like we are, whenever we introduced ourselves, we said like we are from a Jewish high school coming because we think that like kind of doing good for the world is the right thing to do and taking time out of our busy schedule to do good for the world is something that's really important. Um, and I think it just really impacted them, but I can't think of something specific right now. Um, that's great. And I'm just, besides the Kiddush Hashem, um, you know, I think hopefully by the time uh, Orthodox kids reach your age, although honestly, depending on what community they're from, I think there's different opinions, but I think that especially if we look at younger siblings in the family, sometimes there's almost a surprise like, oh, non-Jews can do mitzvahs too. They can be good people too. And we have to sort of like reinforce that although we are commanded to do mitzvahs as Jews, there's sort of a moral code in sort of humanity at large. And there are, I mean, that's a message that we try to reinforce and somehow it doesn't always get in. Um, but mm -hmm. I think that it's so good for you guys to see um, all the people in the world that are good people that are doing chesed and that this is really how fine people live. Um, so would you agree? I'm saying like, even though you know that intellectually, yeah, it's nice yeah. to see experientially that like there's other people. And first for me also, I feel like when I'm around other religious people, um, although we do have, you know, uh, divergence in beliefs and, you know, there are certain things you can't get around. There's a certain, I think like, I don't know, unity or something in common that, we believe in a higher power. We live lives of, you know, sort of devotion and we have faith. We Did you kind of feel mm -hmm. some of that or? Yeah, definitely. Like, uh, yeah, it's, it's really, really amazing to be and to be around people. And I mean, obviously, 
I, I, at my age, I do understand that um, you don't have to be Jewish to be a good person, even before this trip. But um, to see people who really like devote their whole lives to the betterment of society, and that just like even we, when we were in um, Louisiana, we built, we helped build a house, we built the floor of a house, which was an amazing experience in and of itself. But like these people, just like there were these people who. There are the people who worked at Habitat for Humanity, which we volunteered for. And then there were just these people who, I guess, were retired or had a day off who come to Habitat for Humanity all the time just to pitch in and help out and make these people's houses who they may never even meet, um, like, make it, make them have a house, make them have a place to live. And so it was, like, it's amazing to not only see people who are working um, in jobs where they get to people every day but also just like volunteer and spend that kind of time and like even because I'm in high school I don't even get to see that like I don't usually get to see that with um people of any religion because I'm kind of inside all day so it was really really inspiring to see that all right so the message is kids should quit school to see Chesed just joking um exactly 30 30 (laughs) second wrap up Meira um for any of the parents listening why should you consider sending your kids uh on one of these NCSY missions so, I mean, it was a really amazing opportunity to just, like, like you not, not quit school and do chesed, but, like, just take a break from school and just step outside of your really, really busy life and um, just, like, devote yourself to, like, helping someone else's life for a few days. Um, also, this chesed mission, and I think a lot of the chesed missions that are run by MCSY, you go to very small Jewish communities for Shabbos. Um, so that's also a really cool experience being like a Chabad house and just being there and like seeing a majority of their community in one room. Um, we got to visit their school, which was really cool. Um, and just having this really, really unique experience, like with Chassad in mind the whole time. And it, it was just, it was really amazing. Would highly recommend, um, yeah. Excellent. All right. Well, Meira, thank you for calling in the middle school um, and uh, giving us a first I, I have right now. <laughs> um, okay, great. Yeah. And thank you for listening. You can catch us same time, same place next week. Bye-bye.